Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. All right, take out those worship guides or download the app and click on the sermon notes as we jump into week one of a series that we're going to be doing the next three weeks on the Holy Spirit. Now, I understand when I mention the Holy Spirit, there's kind of two um, camps that are in here today. Some of y'all like fired up, like finally he's talking about the Holy Spirit. And then other of you guys go, this is going to get super weird. So I want you to know it's not going to get weird. We've had amazing services so far this morning. I'm going to do a little bit of teaching on this subject. And then we're going to end the service by activating it. And I'm going I'm to pray for you today that I really believe you're going to leave here trained up, empowered to go to the next level. Are you ready for it? Say yes. Here's the subject of today's message. You can write it down. The title is simply time for a recharge. Time for a recharge. There's moments in our life where you feel drained, you feel exhausted, and you need a recharge in your life. You need a recharge in your marriage, a recharge in your purpose. And I believe that's what the Holy Spirit does to your life. Uh, actually, this idea came to me because of my, my kids. If you don't know about my family, first of all, you can go through step one today at every location. Um, Katie and I have been married for nine years. We have four kids that are seven and under. So yeah, that's a lot. And not really because we love kids, but because we love each other. Can I hear an amen? It's, a, it's another message for another day. But uh, our first two are girls, and then our third one is a boy. By God's grace, he gave me a boy. I cried when we found out at the ultrasound place that it was going to be a boy, and not because I wanted a boy. It's just simply I didn't want to pay for another wedding. Come on, parents. How many know what I'm talking about? <laughs> so because he's the boy, he's very spoiled, and that's okay. My, I spoil him. My dad spoils him. He's the first grandson that'll carry on the Burke name. You know what I mean? So he's, he's kind of the legacy, and we put a lot of pressure on this kid. So well, my, we spoil him, and, and, and listen, my parents bought me toys growing up, but they didn't buy me near the kind of toys that they buy my kids. Come on, grandparents, where are you at? Like, y'all, y'all spoil them. Like, y'all just, y'all make them, like, go over and above, and, and it's okay. You're allowed to do that. Um, you know, grandkids are awesome. I've heard it's God's blessing that he gives you for not killing your children. Come on, that's a good way to say it. So my dad spoils them. One of the things he bought them, he bought my kids a Power Wheels toy, and he bought it for Kai, and it's like, it's like, it's not a normal one. When I got them growing up, I got, like, the one from the garage sale or the used uh, you know, consignment place for kids. My dad went all out and bought the one. It's got, it's so top of the line. It's a Denali version of this. Like, you know what I mean? It's not even the normal, like, little uh, SUV. It's like the next level, and it's got spinners on the wheel. No lie. <laughs> True story, the inside of this thing, you can plug in an iPod or whatever, and it has surround sound speakers, a power wheel toy. I'm like, take that thing back, sell it so I can pay my mortgage this month. Like, <laughs> So he bought this thing for my, my son. He drives it all over the yard. He's a boss at three years old, driving this thing around. So we'll have like friends over and staff over, and they'll have kids his age, and he'll like open the door for the girls. They'll sit down. He'll close the door. He'll go back around. He'll drive. He has his arm. The other day, true story, had his arm around this little girl. She's like four. You know what I mean? He's driving around like, where are you going, Kai? He's like, McDonald's. We're going to McDonald's. Like, no, it's too early, too early. Same thing happens every single time he drives it. Actually, it happened two days ago. He's driving it all over the yard, and I, I see it start to slow down. Uh, our, we have this big backyard, so he, he's going over these like hills and around these, the, these uh, bushes and stuff. And then it's slowly, what was easy before becomes difficult. The, the hill that he so easily climbed with it 
was, it was easy an hour ago, but now it's, it's very difficult. And it's all because of one thing, it's ran, out of, it's ran out of power. And it happens not just with Power Wheels toys, it happens with your life, where the marriage that was easy before becomes difficult because you've, you simply just run out of power. The, the ministry that God's called you to, serving was so easy before, now you dread it, why? Because you simply just run out of power. You, that, that, that office that you're overseeing, it was so fun in the past, and now you're running on empty and you just feel like you've ran out of, out of power. That, that even coming to church, as, as, as crazy as it sounds, because it's Radiant Church, it should be so easy. It used to be such a joy for you to wake up and come. Now it's difficult and it simply all comes to this idea that you've ran out of power and you need to recharge. I keep telling my son all the time, I'm like, boy, please, please, if you're gonna run it down low, get it really close at least to the garage. But he doesn't do that. He runs it all the way to the furthest place of our yard, and then it dies, and he walks up. He's like, Daddy, it's broken. I'm like, no, it's not broken. It's, it's empty. It's, it needs a recharge. And then guess who's pushing it across the yard? Me. And, well, no, for two days, it sat outside in the weather, sitting there just, just, just accumulating dust and trash. Why? Because I refuse to push. Have you ever tried to push a motorized battery-powered vehicle. It is terrible. Why? Because, listen, it simply needed a recharge. I think God has brought you here today at every location because he's a firm believer in the fact that there's power necessary for you to reach the potential that you're called to. There's power necessary, but a lot of you guys are running on, you're running on empty today. You're running, you're like that Power Wheels car. You're just feeling like totally drained. Here's, here's how I get when I feel drained. I get, I get easily annoyed. You ever been like that? Where things that, like, they come up to you in the morning, and they're like, hey, Aaron, how are you doing? I'm like, don't talk to me. Sorry. You know, I'm just, I'm just, it's things that wouldn't bother me now start to bother me. I'm easily annoyed. Here's another one. I'm constantly exhausted when I'm on empty. A lot of you guys have felt like that. You just feel exhausted. You, you feel like uh, you've got enough sleep, but you wake up from sleeping totally drained. Why? Because you're working without power. Here's another one. You're, you're emotionally unstable. I see way too many people like bumping each other with their elbows. Like it's not appropriate for this message, okay? You're emotionally unstable. We don't know which one we're getting today of you. Like you're, you walk in and we're like, which one? Is she going to be happy today? Is she going to be sad? Is he going to be cranky person? Or is he, why? You're, you're, you're just emotionally unstable. Because why? Because you're running without power. You need a recharge in your life. Here's another one I found with people that, that are empty in their life. They're very argumentative. Have you seen that? They're like looking for a fight. You're like, oh, I really love that orange color shirt. You're like, it's salmon. It's intense. Slow down. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just, it's crazy. It, it just easily, uh, and, and argument. Here's another one. It's you're regularly offended. Do you know what those kind of people, they're just always, they're, they're looking for fights on Facebook. They're, they're looking for things to get upset about. They're just regularly offended. And here's the big one that I think connects with so many people, that you're empty today because you're simply lacking joy. So you're walking around and you're going, I just can't get joyful in my situation. I believe, listen, it's not because you're broken. I just think it's because you're empty. And a lot of you guys think the power wheel toys, at that moment, just throw it out. It's over. No, no, no. If it just got connected to the right power source, it would be charged back up so that it could reach its potential. And I think a lot of your life, the thing in your life that has become a burden will become a blessing if you'll learn how to tap into fresh power today. So I'm believing today, at the end of this service, that you're going to leave charged up 
empowered to do what God's called you to do because I'm just a firm believer that God wants to, us to end this year greater than the way we started it. Your best days are still in front of you. Your struggles are, the, the biggest struggles are behind you. You're gonna walk victorious this thing. You just gotta get a little power in your life. Can I get a better amen today in these services? Here's, here's what he did. He brought his disciples together at the, end of, at the end of his ministry life. 33 years in, three years of doing ministry. He's, he's going to, he went to the cross. He's now died for sins. He's about to resurrect. And before he goes, he gathers the disciples. And he tells them, listen, you're going to go all over the world. You're going to do amazing things. People, they had no clue. People would be reading about them thousands of years later. But he said, there's something crucial you have to have in order to do the purposes of God. He says it like this, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You will receive what? Look how he talks about the Holy Spirit. You will receive what? Power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you. And the result of that power is that you're going to be witnesses. You're going to do great things around the world. Be very careful that you do not attempt the purposes of God without the power of God in your life. You will always leave drained trying to do good things for God without doing good things with God in you. That is what creates burnout in people's lives. So then Paul gathers people together and the book of Ephesians, he says it this way, probably a verse you maybe should have read Friday night. He says it like this, do not get drunk on wine because when you get drunk on wine, it's gonna lead to debauchery and you're gonna make some bad decisions. Some of y'all are like, where was that verse last weekend? I know. Instead, he says, listen, if your life is going to be filled with something, don't let it be filled with something that's going to lead you to bad decision. Let it be filled with something that'll, that'll bring you power, that'll bring you to your purposes. Instead, instead be filled with the, the Spirit. You need the Spirit of God in your life. You, you need to experience this. Now, I understand with a room this size, with locations all over, you're coming from different backgrounds. And some of you guys, as soon as we talk about the Holy Spirit, there's kind of a wall up because you equate the Holy Spirit with stuff you saw on YouTube. And there's some cray-cray stuff on YouTube. Like, you're sitting there going, okay, is this guy going to be like the, the televangelist with the, with the fancy suit asking for money and doing all kinds of weird stuff? We're not that church. I want you to know we're not that church. But I do want you to know this is a huge value for us that we are spirit-empowered people. We actually, um, next steps we, happens all day long. Today is step one. And at the end of step one, you're able to ask questions to the staff or the pastors that are there. And so I, I jump into those all the time and try to answer questions. And a couple months ago, a lady was in there, and she shot her hand up at the end of it. She's like, Aaron, I, I'm bought in. I heard the vision, heard how y'all handle finances, hear how y'all deal with your church. I, I got it. I love the baptisms. I love the, the locations. I love the, the whole thing. She's like, I'm in. I just, I just, have, I just have one question, and that always, like, freaks me out a little bit. I'm always like, oh no, what is she going to ask? What is she going to ask? So she sits there and she goes, I just want to, I just want to make sure. She's like, she's like, I just can't tell. Are you guys those like Holy Spirit people? It's like, well, I never heard it quite said that way. Like, are you Holy Spirit people? But then it came to me so quick, the response, and I've kind of made it a staple of my life. When she said it, I, I responded to her and I said this phrase, I said, ma'am, how else do you think this is possible? 
Like, like, do you really think we're that talented? Do you really think we're that gifted? We're that great of strategists to go, oh, we're gonna put a location here and we're gonna add a service. We are not that great. We have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead living inside of us. The only thing that's great about us is that he's in us and because he's in us, we're able to walk in victory. Yes, we're Holy Spirit people. Yes, we believe in this thing. Where would we be without him today? So I wanna wanna help you figure out what it means to be a person that's connected to the Holy Spirit. And so I've come to some staple things, three things that I want you to get today. And then we're gonna pray together and I think it'll be awesome that that just are kind of foundational when it comes to your life and experiencing the Holy Spirit. Because remember, it's not the Father, Son, and Holy Scriptures. And actually, the Trinity is made up of the Holy Spirit. We gotta figure out who he is. So here's the first one. Just understand this. The Holy Spirit is not weird. I know, I know. Because if you've watched stuff online, you would think he's weird. But the Holy Spirit is not weird. Here's what's weird. People are weird. Can we get a better amen than that? Like, there's some weird people. Some of you guys are sitting right next to him right now. I, I see... <laughs> I see way too many people avoiding the Holy Spirit and, and because they associate it with something weird they saw or some weird person or one thing. Listen, I'll, I'll, let me give you a couple examples. One example is Facebook is not weird. It's not weird. The platform is actually brilliant. The idea of create a profile, connect with your friends, exchange photos. Like it's an it's a amazing idea. Facebook is not weird. But people are weird. Come on, do you have any weird people on Facebook right now? Like some of them's in the same room as you right now. Don't answer that. Like, we, we, Facebook, Facebook it becomes weird because of the people. And a lot of people discredit the role of the Holy Spirit because they've had some weird person connected with it. So let me just say this, okay? I got this illustration, 4.30 this morning. Think of this thing through. All right? All right. There are two different things. One is a flashlight. A flashlight is so necessary when you're in a dark spot you can't get out of it, you, you're in a dark room, you put that flashlight on, and the batteries power that flashlight so that you can see which way you're gonna go. That's an important tool to have, and the only way they work is with those batteries. The interesting thing is those very same batteries can power a Tickle Me Elmo doll. Do y'all remember those things? Like the demonic little dolls that you know, they're all shaking and going crazy, you know? Like, like, and parents, you know what this is like. Because we all have those, tool, those toys that randomly at 3 o'clock in the morning, they, they start going off crazy somewhere, and it goes start going crazy. Same batteries, two different objects. So it's not the batteries that are the problem. It's that you have different objects that they're going in. So one of them is for useful um, object, and one of them is crazy and a little demonic object. Do you make sense? It's the same with the Holy Spirit. You can have the same Holy Spirit. It doesn't discount, discard the fact that this is actually moving in people's lives, but you got some crazy people that are experiencing God. So they experience them one way. For my life, I'd rather take that power and direct it towards the purposes of God, the destiny that he has for me, the next level he has for our church. I wanna be a spirit-empowered person. Come on, give God better praise than that, amen? So, so the Holy Spirit's not weird, people are weird. Here, here's the second one, ready? And this is crucial because a lot of people have their ideas of who the Holy Spirit is, but I'm not gonna go off their ideas. I'm gonna go off what Jesus said and write it down in your notes. Jesus emphasized the importance of the Holy Spirit in our lives. More than anybody else throughout the scripture, Jesus emphasized the Holy Spirit in our lives. He actually, we talked about it a few minutes ago in communion, 
where Jesus gathers his disciples in the upper room and theologians believe it was at that time in the upper room that he began to talk to them and give them his kind of a last words, his last sermon. That last sermon has been transcribed and written down and we can read what Jesus said in the upper room after communion in the book of John. It's really powerful. So if you wanna take some time this week, the book, uh, book of John chapter 14, 15, and 16 it's Jesus' last major sermon to his disciples, last really commission, and the entire thing that he talks about is the importance of the Holy Spirit in our lives. He actually says this phrase, it is to your advantage that I leave so that the Holy Spirit can come. That's, that's Jesus' words, not mine. Jesus knew that, listen, what I can do with 12, Jesus said, when I leave, the Holy Spirit will come, and now he can do it through all of you guys. So the 12 had a connection with God, had an involvement with God on the earth. Guess what? You can have the same when you get to know who the Holy Spirit is. So let me show you some of the things he said. John chapter 14, verse 16, he gives us some descriptions of the Holy Spirit that I think are, are super important. He says, listen, I'm going to ask the Father, and he'll give you another advocate. That's a key word if you're underlining. Advocate right there. An advocate is a word called parakletos. It means someone to come alongside of you. So here's what he do, and he'll never leave you. So this is super important, because I told you guys last week that you're not alone. So when I say that, a lot of you guys are like, Jesus is always with me. Jesus is not with you. The Bible is very clear. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. The Holy Spirit is God with us right now. So if you're going to avoid the Holy Spirit, you're avoiding God with you right now. You can have this, and here's the word that I want you to write down. I put three T words together for what it means for the Holy Spirit's role that Jesus emphasized. The first one is this advocate, which is simply our teammate. He's our teammate. In other words, he's going to come alongside of you to help you win. This is huge because you're not the star of this team. He is. You're, you're, not, the, you're not the most gifted person. He is. I took my daughters to go to this like indoor park the other day. We were playing basketball. And so I have nothing to teach them in basketball. I have sixth grade PE knowledge. That's it when it comes to basketball. But my daughter, Lily, is really good. She gets all of that from Katie's side. They're very athletic. So they're shooting, and she's doing really good. My daughter, Annabelle, was trying so hard, she could not make it to the rim. And I was, I was giving her all the tricks that I could Google at that moment. And so I was working really hard, and she was going really hard. She's trying to throw it, and she just couldn't make it to the rim. So finally, we had to leave, and she's like, but Daddy, I really want to try to make it one time. I was like, okay, I want you to try it one more time. And here's what she did. She went down to shoot, and before she shot, I grabbed her, and I picked her up to where she was right at the rim. She takes the basketball, leans over, and drops it right in there. And she looks at me, and she's like, whoa, I finally got it. <laughs> she actually, on her way out, she gave the person a high five. She's like, yeah, I made the basket today, first time. So they're like, you didn't do anything. I was doing that. Here, here's what I did at that moment. In a moment of her weakness, I did the heavy lifting. I want you to know that's what the Holy Spirit will do for your life. The Holy Spirit is the one that does the heavy lifting for our life. When you can't make that marriage work, he'll do the heavy lifting in your life. When you can't reach that purpose, he will do the heavy lifting in your life. When you can't overcome that addiction, he will do the heavy lifting in your life. He will lift you higher than you ever thought you could go. He's the Holy Spirit, and he'll do the heavy lifting for us. Here, here's what most Christians don't understand. Write it down. Most Christians are living a life for God but they don't understand the potential they have if they would live life with God. And you can live life with God. Like he's your teammate. 
Which, by the way, you give yourself too much credit on this team between you and God. You don't deserve that marriage. You didn't deserve that business. You didn't deserve that promotion. You had a God in your life doing the heavy lifting when you didn't deserve it. I think it's about time we give him the praise. We give him the honor. He's the one that did the work. We're just along for the ride in this thing. He's our teammate. Here, here's the next one. Look what he says. The counselor, the Holy Spirit, the, whom the Father will send, he's going to teach you everything that you need to know. He'll remind you of everything that I said to you. This is a big deal. He says, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send someone that's gonna teach you. Here's, here's his second T, ready? He's not just simply our teammate. He's also our, our teacher. I don't know if you ever had a really good teacher. I've had some really bad teachers. I, I've, I've had, there are very few, but I've had some really bad ones. I've been in school my whole life, still in school, a few months left in my doctorate, and, and I'm telling you, I've had some really bad, a, a really bad teacher can take a really good subject and make it bad. How many know what I'm talking about? Like, you're just bored out of your mind. But how many know a really good teacher, really good teacher can make a really bad subject just come to life? Like I had this happen, I was in the junior college in Pensacola and I had to take an astronomy class. And I thought this is gonna be the worst class ever. I don't know anything about this stuff. I don't wanna know anything about this stuff. And the teacher, I'll never forget him. He was a guy who definitely um, smoked some stuff in the 60s, <laughs> 70s, 80s. 90s and maybe the 2000s, that, he might have continued this thing on, that, that listen, it wasn't his, just his degree that was in the clouds, I think, I think his life was, so he, he was this guy, he was just out there, but he made this subject just come alive, it was so crazy, you, the way he would talk about the stars, and what he did is he had the ability to show us something that was there all along, but he made it come alive to us. I wonder if you guys understood that you have the Holy Spirit as your teacher, where God is coming alongside of your life, and if you'll embrace this relationship with him, he'll show you things that have been there all along, but he'll show you them, and he'll show you, and make that thing come alive, and make that gift come alive, and make that relationship come alive. He can do it in your life if you embrace him as your teacher in your life. This is what his role is. This, this is what he, he does. He's a good teacher in your life. I'll tell you this, you'll avoid a lot of pitfalls in life if you would embrace God as your teacher. Hey God, do you want me to go in that relationship? Do you want me to take that job? Lean into, you've all had those moments where you felt that nudge in your spirit going, I don't, I shouldn't do that. Oh maybe I should go a little bit early. Oh, I should wait on this thing. I shouldn't, I shouldn't invest in this. That was the Holy Spirit. He is an active part of your life, leading you, guiding you. He wants to bring you to the purposes of God. That is his role. Can I get a good amen? All right, here, here's the third one that I think is so huge. John 16, 8. He says he, when he comes, he's going to convict the world in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. Now, people don't like this one because that word convict like puts up a wall like, oh, you're not going to tell me what to do. It's my life. It's my body. I'm going to do whatever I want. But let me help you figure this one out. I told you three T words that Jesus described. He's our, he's our teammate. He's our teacher. And here's the third one. Ready? He's our transformer. And you need this in your life. You need, you need somebody who's going to transform your life. And this is what the Holy Spirit does. We had a girl, a guy, actually, a couple months ago also. He came up to me, and he was trying to kind of ask some questions about the, earth, the, the church and he was, he was very, very nice. And, but I knew he was living a lifestyle that was dishonoring to God. I knew he made some choices and that he was dishonoring to God. And there was definitely a place of disagreement between the two of us. But we were having a conversation. And he, he, he basically said this statement that I think is so crucial. 
He said, listen, Aaron, I, I'm bought into the church. I like the worship. I like the messages. I, I'm getting connected with community. But you know this thing about my lifestyle. This is who I am. So he said this phrase, and I just, I'm not going to make it, you know, uh, I'm not going to be divisive here, but here's what he said. He said, he said listen, are you going to try to change me? That, that's an interesting way of phrasing it. So I, I just paused for a little second, and then, and I thought about it, and I said, okay, are we going to try to change him? And then I looked at him, and I said, a thousand percent yes. That probably was not what he was thinking I was going to say. A thousand percent yes. He goes, whoa, 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 I don't want you to change me. I said, well, this isn't the right church for you then. Because at this church, we believe that the gospel is not for you to cope in your issues, but for you to change out of your issues. So we're not, I'm not in the business of just changing you. I'm in the business of changing all of us. We are all here to become new creations in Christ Jesus. The old is gone. The new has come. I'm ready to be changed. I think you're ready to be changed. This is the gospel. It is a life-changing gospel. Can I get a, a better amen than that today, church? It's a gospel that changes us. And this is what the Holy Spirit does for our life. He, he just puts a flashlight and pinpoints some things in your life. And he says, that, listen, that relationship, that movie, that thing, you, maybe you shouldn't talk to your spouse that way. He does it. And when it happens in your life, write it down your notes this way. The Holy Spirit doesn't convict us to shame us. He convicts us to change us. Because what, what we understand is that when we lean into his convictions, we become more and more and more like Jesus. I just think we need to lean into this idea that our, the Holy Spirit is involved in our life so that we can change into everything he's called us to change into. Here's the last one. I told you that simply the Holy Spirit's not weird. I told you Jesus emphasized the Holy Spirit and talked about it in John 14, 15, 16. Here's the third point I want you to get today and we'll write it down and we'll be done and we'll pray together. That the Holy Spirit is available, but he's not automatic. And this is where the theological controversy kind of happens. Do you receive the Holy Spirit when you get saved? Of course you do. But at the same time, there is an infilling of the Spirit of God that is necessary if you're going to do the purposes of God for your life. There, there's, there's, there is times in our life where this world will suck you dry, that marriage will drain you, those kids will drain you, and you will feel completely exhausted and on empty. And it's at those moments you need to lean into the fact that the Holy Spirit is available to fill you even more today to do what God's called you to do. I, I love how the disciples said it there in Acts chapter 13. It says this way, that they were continually filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. It wasn't a one-time thing. It happened to me when I was five or happened to me when I was 10. No, no, you need a continual filling today because this world has a way of knocking us down and bringing difficulty in our life and your purpose is too big and your devil is too big and I'm telling you, your struggle is too overwhelming for you to do it on your own. You need to be filled fresh today with the Spirit of God and it's possible. Uh, a couple years ago, I started traveling, doing some ministry with church planning and our missions projects overseas. So a guy actually mentored me in traveling he said, Aaron, if you're going to be on the road so much, you need to sign up for loyalty programs, reward programs with certain things. So you only book airlines through that certain companies. And you only book your, your hotels. And so he explained it to me that you get all these perks and bonuses when you, when you go and you're loyal to an organization. So I picked an airline and I picked a hotel chain. I picked a rental car chain. If you travel, you know that world. So I did it for a year or so. And um, one of the, ho the hotel I picked just because it's the one that they, they use for the church planning organizations I'm a part of, is, um, 
is Hilton. So I bought in. I, I only stayed in Hilton's. So for a year straight, 2017, stayed in only Hilton's. By the end of the year, I got to the top status that Hilton offers called diamond status. Yeah, I'm a big deal. It's a pretty big deal, yeah. So I got to diamond status. I thought it was pretty cool. So the next year, 2018 rolls along. I start traveling, doing missions work, all kinds of stuff. And I go and check into hotels and there's zero difference. Nothing different about the experience. I'm sitting there going, this thing is all a sham. I bought into this one hotel idea and literally there's nothing I get out of it. I mean, once in a while, they'll, hey, here's a water bottle. Thanks for your loyalty. I'm like, could have bought that, you know? So, so I was really kind of frustrated. True story, about three months into it, I go to check in and I bring my kids and my, uh, my wife to uh, the Hilton Bonnet Creek right there at Disney. Find the cheapest deal possible. And so we'll go in the morning, we go to Disney all day, we stay the night in the hotel, and then we go to Disney the next day, just a one night away. So we go to Disney the whole day, we get to the hotel that night. True story, I go up to the front, and I go to check in, and the lady's checking me in. I said, ma'am, if you don't mind me asking, I, I'm a little frustrated. I, I, the whole last year, I was loyal to Hilton. I got to diamond status, and there's nothing bad, good about diamond status. There's nothing good. She's like, well, that's, I'm sorry you say, you say that. Have you ever gotten an upgrade? I said, no, ma'am. I didn't know that I could get an upgrade. She's like, oh yeah, yeah. With diamond status, you get free complimentary upgrades. So, well, nobody told me that. And then she said this statement, lean in, listen to this. Out of her mouth, not mine. She said, the thing about them is they're available, but they're just not automatic. So you have to ask for them. I said, well, I'd like my upgrade right now. <laughs> True story. She goes to type on the thing. She goes, well, Mr. Burke, you're in luck because actually tonight our presidential suite is completely available. So she takes me, my, my wife, and my kids. We go up to the top floor at the Hilton Bonnet Creek. It's 3,000 square feet of multiple rooms overlooking Disney. I, I'm like, kids, we're all gonna sleep in a separate room just because we can. It's amazing. I'm walking around there, there's like chocolate covered strawberries. I don't care what diet you're on, you're eating those things. I went into the bathroom, in the bathroom, giant mirror in the bathroom, there's a TV in the mirror. I don't know what you watch in the bathroom, but I'm watching TV right there. I don't know what I need to watch, I'm watching it right there. there next to the toilet is a telephone. Who you calling from the toilet? I found an excuse to call someone just so I can make a phone call from the toilet of the presidential suite at the Hilton. Come on, baby. I just had an upgrade. <laughs> Hear me out. Lean in, lean in, lean in. Listen, listen. The Holy Spirit is available. He can upgrade your life. It's just not automatic. That's why you have phrases all throughout the Bible of just ask and you shall receive. Jesus himself said, if, if a son asks a father for a piece of bread, the father will not in turn give him a stone. He says, in the same way, will I give you the Holy Spirit if you will ask. You need today a fresh infilling, a fresh charge to do the purposes of God for your life. You need to be filled with the Spirit of God. How else can we do this thing in life? Life is too difficult. The devil is too aggressive. Your purpose is too big for you to not live a spirit-empowered life. So here's what I realized about the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit, write it down your notes, does not make me better than you. It's not, I got this gift, you don't have this one. 
I got this special thing. I had this special feeling. That's not what it's about. We've made it all about this weird stuff. You know what the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit is? It just means I'm better than me. So every day, this morning at 4.30 in the morning, when I rolled out of my bed and got on my knees, I said, God, I can't do this thing alone. My purpose is too big, this world is too hard, and the devil's way too aggressive. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And let me tell you, I'm a better man than I was yesterday because I got filled up today. And if you'll get filled up today, I promise you, you'll leave this place, you'll leave more empowered, you'll leave more victorious because you are not leaving on empty, you're leaving charged up. Come on, give them your best praise, amen? So here's what I want us to do. We've done this at all of our services today at every location. And here's what I believe today. I believe that God has gathered hundreds and hundreds of people who are drained, who are empty, who are struggling. And you say, Aaron, today, I wanna leave this service filled up with the Spirit of God. We're not gonna do anything weird. We're just gonna pray for you. But if that's you today, and you go, Aaron, I need a fresh infilling of God's Spirit all over this place. Stay in your feet, all over this place. Come on, everybody that needs it, stay in your feet. I believe this is a moment that you're gonna experience God in a way that you've never experienced Him before. Just right there where you're standing, just take both hands and just lift them like, right like this. Every location at Heights, Brandon, St. Pete, just lift it right like this. It's just say, tell the God, say, God, I don't wanna do this thing on empty. I wanna be like the apostles. I wanna be continually filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray for your people. You're very clear in your word that if we ask for the Holy Spirit, you will be faithful to give it. And there's so many of your people, they are dry, they are struggling, They are frustrated, but right now in this moment, I pray that they would be filled with the Spirit of God. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, Lord, let it charge them up to do the purposes of God, to do the plan of God, to overcome every addiction, every sin, every struggle. And we thank you, God, that we're leaving this place, not living by our feelings, but living by faith that you have answered our prayers. Now, every location, stand to your feet and let's worship him for a second. like you're leaving charged up. You're ready to charge hell with a water pistol. I know as you're ready. Hey, have a seat for just a second. There's one more group that I wanna pray for today. You're, you're at every location and people are here and you actually feel the Holy Spirit right now just tugging your heart because you're not where you need to be with God. I want you to know, he's not convicting you to shame you. He's drawing you in because he wants to change you. He's got, he's got destiny in store for you. He's got potential in store for you. He, he wants to see you get out of those issues into victory that he paid for on the cross. What's your response gonna be? With every eye closed, every head bowed, I want you to make a simple yet significant decision today to say, I'm ready to give Jesus my life. I'm ready to give him my sin, my addiction, my shame. Today's my day of salvation. And if that's you today, I want you to know that this, this decision can change everything. 
you feel your heart even pounding right now going, something's tugging me to make this decision. That's the Holy Spirit. He wants to draw you into the great things of God. He's always drawing us towards Jesus. That's what he's drawing you to right now. That's you on the count of three. Throw that hand up. Wave it at me. Put it right back down. One, two, three. All over this place. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Dozens of hands raised just here in South Tampa. Brandon, St. Pete, Heights, online. Just throw, throw that hand up. Put it right back down. Just pray this prayer. Say, God, I give you my life, my heart, my sin, my addictions, my struggles. I give control to you today. Now tell them that, say, come into my heart, change my life, and I wanna leave here following you. Thank you, Jesus, for going to the cross for me. Now I'm gonna live my life for you. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody that believes it says, can we celebrate dozens of people across Tampa Bay making the best decision ever? Here's what I want you to do. God's already drawn you, you, you made that decision. Now take the next step and take that connection card. Check on there, I committed my life to Christ. We're gonna send you some resources. We're gonna help you along this journey. We're not gonna leave you alone in this thing. We're a family to come alongside you to see you walk in victory in every area of your life. And we're gonna collect those right now in our time of worship through our generosity. Radiant Church, you guys are second to none with that. When it comes to giving, thank you for your faithfulness to God. Here's the reasons I give. I give for two reasons. One, out of obedience. The Bible's very clear. The tithe is the Lord. So we get to give it to him the first of this month. Make sure you use our new giving platform if you're like the 80% of our church that gives online. Make sure you do that. The second reason is because of the fruit of the giving. The generosity is changing the world. Last weekend alone, 68 decisions for Christ. Now this is for people going public with their faith. That's over 400 plus this year alone going public with their faith with baptisms. That's a big deal. Thank you guys. It's all possible because of God's grace and your generosity. Lord, bless your people. As they're giving in these services today at every location, I pray for an outpouring of provision and blessing. Let us not be just spirit-led in a little areas of our life. Let us be spirit-led even in our generosity. Lord, that we be faithful to be, say yes to whatever you tell us to do. Faithful in the tithe, faithful in above and beyond giving, faithful in legacy giving. Lord, because I thank you that you're using this to build your church across Tampa Bay and around the world. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that believes it says, amen, amen. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.